Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, here it is. It's Tuesday. I have to th- I have to physically say the days because yes. it's not it's not an age thing. They blur together just like all the news just kind of I know. It's like a big bowl of alphabet mush. Well, you know, I got speaking of news, I guess the big story is the uh, this judge, uh, her name is Tanya Chutkin, and yeah. she's the uh, judge in D.C., who the liberal judge in D.C., appointed by Obama, handpicked by Jack Smith to handle the case. You say, well, how could he do that? It's because he made that the jurisdiction, D.C., and he knew the judges that were in D.C., so it wasn't an accident. Well, let's talk about Jack Smith. And maybe this judge, mm-hmm. and maybe Joe Biden. You see, there was an investigator. There was investigation into Biden and uh, everything that's gone on with the the Trump indictments and everything. And Jack Smith turns out that Jack Smith's uh, people and Jack actually Jack Smith mm-hmm. met with the Biden team weeks before the first charges and indictment. Wait a second. Are you saying there was? Some kind of a conspiracy going on in the background between all those people? Absolutely. And there was no legitimate reason, there is no legitimate reason for him to meet with the Biden people. And what's come out of that Mm -hmm. is Joe gave the word to do it. And Joe is the one that sat there and said, yeah, uh, he mishandled documents. Yeah, well, it it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. So, yeah, you know, you got an Obama-appointed judge, Jack Smith, going to Biden. Biden saying, yeah, sick him, boy. Okay, let me put it in a Obama. There's a triangle there, a triangle of corruption. And those, those three dots all connect. And that means that... You know, the very fact that they are going in Georgia, they're going after after Trump and uh, his his associates for election interference. Oh, that's a federal thing, and it's racketeering. Well, let's back up here a little bit and go, well, gee, is not what we just talked about, election interference. Uh, we talk about Burisma and all the payoffs and everything that went on with Joe Biden, the pay for play. And and the money in his pocket and the laundering of hundred, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Well, that's racketeering in the highest form. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll we'll see where that. That and, and, it seems and, and like the, they ignore the real crimes and they invent new ones when it's convenient for them. This guy, this Chutkin, you know, it, it's interesting. Let me. This is interesting. Uh, Jack Smith asked for a date in. I believe January for the the case to tr- to start. He wanted to start the date like really soon. As a matter of fact, he even asked that it be moved up to October. But that was I think like that was all, I think that was all theatrics. But that was summarily dismissed. But he asked initially for January. I think January second. Well, Trump asked for I believe twenty twenty sixth because his lawyers said it's going to take a long time to go through all of the information that they need to go through to put their case together. It's just too big a case to be thrown together in such a short time. So this judge, uh, Tanya Chutkin, she turned around and she said, no, uh, we're not going to do it January 2nd. We'll do it on March the 4th, which is much closer, by the way, to January 2nd than uh, the date that Trump's attorneys had asked for. And her her reasoning was that uh, nothing. Uh, super, she I think she used the term, "No one is above the law." They love using that term, by the way. And the love, mm-hmm. nobody is above the law, and uh, the law shouldn't be manipulated based upon somebody's business or political, um, you know, needs. And I thought this is this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, this lady is doing nothing but interfering. With the uh, case, you're saying, well, how is he? She interfering? It's on March the fourth. Well, March the fifth is Super Tuesday. 
Yeah, GOP primary day. You don't think this is election interference, and you don't think that they're trying to take him out of the arena so that he can't campaign, and which he's legally, you know, uh, he legally he can do. But yeah. no, they they before he won the election the first time, uh, they didn't want this guy in, and they they invented Russia Gate and. You know the 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 urinating on the bed thing and the whole nine yards, and that was a fact for his whole term. And then it turned out, well, you know, part of that triangle had something to do with it, and Hillary and Obama and, and FBI. They all knew it was crap. They were considering impeachment the day he came down to accept, not 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 the time that he came down the escalator you know, to announce when he had won, the night he had won, there were people who were on, on the different networks mentioning the word impeachment already. Well, there was a, there was, I forget who it was. There was a, a, a pretty well-known Democrat that sat there and said before the election took place, yeah, if he wins, we're going to impeach him. Yeah. So they already, it was, it was, it was predetermined. They, they have a playbook. You know, and they've got all the Hail Mary passes. And like this week, you can see the coaches on the field for the Democrat. And part of those coaches are the media. And they're going, well, you know, Trump's a flight risk. They're going to have to arrest him. You know, the judge, you know, Tanya is sitting there going, you better control your rhetoric. And, he, mm -hmm. and okay, he's just been charged with what he says and believes is a fraudulent charge. Sure. I believe it too. Yeah. Am I, am, do I have to can my rhetoric? Because you have a right to say this isn't fair. Well, this judge. is this is why this whole bail thing is uh, is wrong for President Trump. It's wrong. It, it, this he shouldn't be on. You know, he shouldn't have been booked. He shouldn't be out on bail because they can revoke a bail. They can revoke it and send him to jail, and it can be done on a whim. You know, mm -hmm. he can be like, I didn't like what he said last night. It goes against uh, the exactly. confidentiality. This was a setup he, yes. to say, well, we gave him a chance. This is all theatrics. And they're going to sit there and lock him up. And the reason for that is they want to take this guy out of contention, take him off the ballot. They're going to do that before it's ever determined that they can't do it. But once they take him off and you can't vote for him, then what are you going to do, America? What are you going to do? If your rights have been violated, or are we going to sue the federal government? You can't sue the federal government. You know, the, you really uh, can't. The thing is, it's not just President Trump. If 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 they can do this now to President Trump, they'll be able to do it to anybody about anything anytime they want to. This is a changing. This is a changing of our cultural change. Exactly what I was going to say. An entire cultural change. I got to play something for you. This lady, her name is. Uh, G. Van Fleet, and mm -hmm. she she was on a Fox and Friend weekend this weekend, and G is from China originally. She came here when she was younger. Uh, she speaks pretty well, although she does have an accent, so uh, you have to kind of lean in to get what she's saying all the time. But she's a very articulate woman. Her English is much better than my Chinese, trust me. And uh, she talks about how what she's seeing here in this country, it is exactly what she saw in in China during the revolution. And listen to what she said. You see these indictments and you saw this mugshot come out yesterday. What what goes through your mind as somebody who has survived communism? Rachel, thank you for having me. I have to tell you, I'm 20, I'm uh, 64. I've experienced a lot. I lived through the most brutal communist regime in China, and I, I witnessed a lot. And now I will count. One of the darkest moments that I witnessed is the day when the former president of the United States was um, indicted and mugshot in uh, Georgia prison. I have to say, I think America is quickly becoming a communist country. And uh, our rule of law has been turned into what Marxists called 
proletarian dictatorship. The party in power is after its political oppositions. And it's not just the president, but uh, people uh, like activists, and they are now in jail. They are political prisons, prisoners in the free yes. country uh, of United States. Yes, many of them in solitary confinement. It's, it's really terrible. So there's a lot of people who really don't like Donald Trump. They hate him for a lot of reasons. What's your message to them? Because they seem gleeful about this, but what's the warning to people who maybe don't like Donald Trump, would like to have him not be the next president? Why is what is happening actually bad for them too? Yeah, I have a word for them. Forget about Donald Trump. What's happening in America is that the party in power is abusing their power and going after any oppositions. Now it's Donald Trump, now it's MAGA, but eventually it's everybody because communist uh, regime would not tolerate any, any uh, opposition, any dissenting voices. So it's they're coming after all of us, including those who are cheering and now for uh, Trump's indictment, and they think they are on the re, uh, winning team. They're not. We are all will become victims if we let it let them succeed. So what's the message for what we should do now um, as Americans, and maybe even what should conservatives do, as they're the ones who are right now feeling like their point of view, their side is being persecuted. Uh, I really have a, a word for everybody, including the conservatives. Learn a little bit of history yes. and learn a little bit of the cultural revolution. What's happening here is a repeat. Only when people understand the history and the nature of uh, uh, what's going on, where they wake up, we are dealing with communism. We are dealing with Marxism who want to transform our country into a dictatorship. Yeah, you know, G, one place people can get started in learning about that history and the history that you lived through, the brutal history of China, Chinese communism is through your Twitter. I encourage people to go to your Twitter handle. You talk about all of the things that have happened that are so um, reminiscent of what we are experiencing now, as well as the people who weren't doing anything when things started to go bad. Um, we need to learn from history. Such a great message. That's uh, G Van Fleet. That's her name, G Van Fleet, obviously. Uh, she has a lot to say about about communism and what's happening yeah. in our country because she lived through it in China. And so many people, Bill, in this country think that communism is a revolution. Every time we talk about communism, it's a communist revolution. It happened in Hungary. It happened. Look at the communist revolution in Russia in 1918 when they took over from the Tsar, Tsar Nicholas, and they destroyed his family and seized power. It was a mm. revolution. And look at Mao Tse-sung in, in uh, China. Well, that's who, that's who she was But she was actually to. younger. She was actually, she was actually a child mm. of the 70s, really, 80s, 70s and 80s. But she saw a lot of transition. She saw China go from being a poor uh, country with a socialist idea to being a powerful country with a powerful communist uh, agenda. That's what she lived through. She's only 64. But the thing is, right. the thing is this, Bill, um, people in this country think that communism is a revolution. And I say, no, it is not. It is a virus. It is a slow, uh, it, it's a very deceptive kind of environment. It sneaks into your country like it's doing right now, and it takes out the little things first. It takes out the local politicians. It takes out the local Democratic judges. And when I say Democratic, I'm not talking about party. I'm talking about patriotic Americans. And they, mm -hmm. they replace them with socialists. And they do it in a very subtle way. And they, you know, they fund all the right people. And before you know it, they have a system in place that is going to corrupt the re the rest of society you know and then they 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 remove the democratic party leaders with socialist party leaders who have the agenda of making the party a socialist party and they've done it i mean people who look at the democratic party right now the democratic party that i was a part of back in the 70s is not the democratic party that uh, you have right now this is communism now, you yeah, may well, be a Democrat and go, oh, no, it's not. 
You just say that because you like Trump. No, it is. It's socialism. It's communism. And why the Democrats? Well, the Democratic Party, because it's touchy-feely. My heart bleeds for this. Uh, And I'm not really making fun of it, but I'm just saying you have more socialistic tendencies. And so you were an easier party to manipulate and take over. And that's what they've done. Like Jim said, it's a virus and it's in there. I mean, I'm of the belief that no matter what the political system, man is instinctively corrupt. And history has proven my point that no matter what you do, maybe democracy has weathered the storm for a pretty long time. But even within itself, there are corrupt individuals. And at some point in time, they will manifest themselves and take over. Well, and and destroy anything good, you know. I mean, you know, well, you look- consider what we have now. Consider consider what we have on the playing field now. We have Joe Biden, who is a proven thief and a liar. I'm going to play some cuts for you in a second from Biden that'll make your head spin. Okay, from Joe Robinette Biden, he is a corrupt evil guy. He never made a dime honestly in his life. Okay. He, he didn't come from a rich family. He didn't come from money. He came from corruption. And that's how Joe Biden became what he is today with the multiple mansions and the millions of dollars in his bank account that he cannot account for where they came from, the money came from. He can't mm-hmm. say I built a building in China and I, I made a profit of $10 million. He can't do that. He can't point to one damn thing that he did that was legal that uh, made him his money. Okay, so he can walk around like everybody's old, tottering old uh, uh, grandfather. But the fact of the matter is, underneath that veneer, he's a very dishonest man. Now, let's look at Trump for a second. You don't like Trump, but let's, let's just consider what the difference is, okay? Donald Trump is a multi-billionaire. Okay, he's a multi-billionaire who made all of his money in the private sector. He did it on his own. You may say, well, he inherited $2 million. Let's say he did. Do you know how many people who inherit $2 million and blow it? Have mm-hmm. you ever thought about that? I can. Athletes do it all the time. There are guys who have multi-million dollar contracts, and you find out they're living on the street 10 years later. Because they can't handle it. But a guy like Trump takes $2 million. He didn't wave a magic wand and make it into $10 billion. He had to use his brain. Yeah. And now, there are those that will argue, well, he went bankrupt a few times. You know what? No, he didn't. Every, his company did. Yeah, his company did. But, you know, I'm just saying, but they, they equated to Trump. The simple fact is most of the people that are millionaires and billionaires today they had failures before they had success stories. Most will but tell the, you it's a legal, it's a it's a strategy in some cases. To stay yeah. in existence, they have to go to Chapter 11. You may say, wait a second, when they're bankrupt in Chapter 11, aren't they out of business? No. No. It's a restructuring. Now, Chapter 7 is close the doors, you're out of business. But he didn't do that. He did Chapter 11 where he had to restructure his, his uh, business. And it gives you, what it does is it puts creditors off. You know, banks that are coming down on your throat that uh, want money like tomorrow or today. Uh, Very interesting, though. You know, people go, oh, I, I owe all these, owe all these debts and back taxes. You can write everything off, but your taxes. You can't, you can't screw the government out of it because they're the biggest thieves out there. Of course, you have what you said is absolutely correct. Did you catch that, friends? Some people may may not have heard what Bill just said. You can write everything off. You can postpone everything with Chapter 11 and stuff, but you can't postpone your taxes. No, you can't. And you know what? Uh, I mean, we're not going to get into this debate, but technically you never have had to pay taxes, and you actually pledge that you're going to pay that money. When you sign When it. you sign your tax return, <laughs> you say, yes, 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 Mr. IRS man or woman or whatever you are. Uh, yeah, I made uh, I made uh, two hundred thousand dollars this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I owe twenty eight percent. Yes, I do, and I'm signing it, Mister. You know, 
you know, you know it's funny, Mr. Bill. USA. I I grew up uh, in history class. They'd say, well, you know, England had a debtor's colony and debtor's prison, but we don't have that in the United States yet. No, we do. Yeah. You do. You can go to jail for for tax fraud. You can oh, go yeah. to jail for not paying your taxes. Absolutely, you can. Uh, uh, the, he, and what you said is true. They get you when you sign the document. If you sign the document and then don't pay the taxes, just sent the form in. Yeah, not good. You know. But you know the funny thing is, there was a guy that used to travel around and go to radio stations and get them in trouble too. Back in the eighties, and um, I think maybe some of the nineties, but he sat there. Ship, I think, was the last name. He wrote oh, books, yeah. and he said, "Yeah." And he would sit there and go, don't pay those taxes. Oh, I, I remember hearing know. that guy. He was a guest on a lot of talk shows. You know? And he wrote, yeah, he wrote the book about it. And he was actually right in what he did. But, you know. Oh, people got in, in trouble. People who followed his uh, advice got shafted. Because a crook has a, uh, a crook has a strong-arm man. And the IRS is the strong, well, is the crooked division of the government. They want to make certain monies. Okay, we can't legally, you know, take this money from them, so we're going to put it in here. You just got to tell us how much you made. That's all you really have to do and sign it. Oh, by the way, you're going to give us X amount of percent. Now you've done that. Once you've done it once, yeah, you've basically committed. Now, now you've fed the dog raw meat. And that you dog know, is ravenous to you now. Why would we all of a sudden hire 87,000 new IRS agents who carry weapons, who carry a gun? Why? I mean, you would think that if it's just, if they're just going after the average Joe Blow, wouldn't they just carry tasers, things like that? Why, why, why do they need a deadly why force? Why do they even need that? Maybe for self-protection they need something, but not. Yeah. No, they, they need that to sit there and strong-arm you and say, you will sign this. What goes on behind your closed door between you and them? You know, they're mm. going to deny everything you say, and the person there with them is going to back up what they say. They are thugs. Well, you know, and- we could we could do a whole show on on that. I can tell you personally, I I don't, and I'm I'm being very honest about this. I I don't mess around with my taxes. I do my taxes. I've always done my taxes. Oh, I file mine early. And I and I do it because, like a lot of like most Americans, you don't need the hassle. And believe me, you screw around with the government with your taxes, and you're you're going to be in for a hassle. There is something also, I also, by the way, and I really do believe this, I do believe that we should contribute something to our great, this great country. It needs funding. Now, I personally, yeah. I personally would love to see a flat tax. I yeah. would, and I would love to, you know, it should be as simple as, in my opinion. 5%. Yeah. It's 5 or 10%. Just, okay, 5% of how much, whatever you make and just send it in. It can be done right on here. a postcard. But here's the problem with that. The problem is, let's just say we make it eight percent. Now somebody like a Joe Biden, you know, they get Joe Biden gets in there, and he goes, "Well, I need to give money to the Ukraine." Well, that eight percent flat tax is now ten percent. That's fifteen percent. It's got to go up to twenty percent. Well, no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have the. He shouldn't have the power. It should be. It should be Congress that has to pass the change. Congress should have to change it. Not, yeah. not uh, uh, arbitrarily by the president. The president shouldn't be going, oh, I want to change it to 10% because I need more money. No, 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 no. It's not his, this is not a, his faucet of cash. You know, this is, this should be something where Congress has to pass it and then maybe they can increase the percentage. But in all honesty, maybe they should say, you know, the, the, the rate is fixed for 10 years. Well, you do this. Yeah, you could fix the rate unless there's an emergency. But then again, let's say that you have um, a scale. It starts at 5%. It can only graduate to this amount, and that's it. If it gets to that amount, we need to reset everything because what you know, otherwise it'll get hey, out of control. If there's an emergency, why don't they have bonds like they had in World War II? Well, say, there's you a know. lot of things you can do. But, you know, we're tanking the dollar right now. Have you noticed that we are we're devaluing the dollar, we're tanking it, and even though, you know, you look at 
Freed and everything that went. Friedman is that his name? Yeah, yeah Bankman went, Freed. Bankman, yeah, Bankman Freed. Yeah, everything that went wrong with the uh, digital currency. You know, we are racing to the point of going all digital. Now, the young generation goes, "Oh, that's that that's great." You know, you want to fix your computer? Ask your ten-year-old. He knows how to do it. So he would think, "Oh, it's a great idea." So would your teenager. You know, they they love that digital you know, domain. But the point is, is that also means the government has complete control. They, your, their finger is on your, your money. They can take it away with just the keystroke. Mm. And I don't want that. No, neither do I. I don't either. And uh, we could, we could do a show on that too. <laughs> we could talk about, um, I have digital currencies where they want to go. And I, I agree with you. I think that if it's digital, uh, it can be erased, and it can be arbitrarily erased by people you don't even see. I mean, one day. But then again, there's this there's the thought that when you put money in a bank nowadays, it's digital, and they can well, erase yeah, it in the bank too. But somewhere there, well, see, you know, wealth wealth can be defined by by just your status and the fact that you sit there and go, yeah. My fist tells you that this, you know, this digital currency is worth what I say it is. You know, Reagan said that, you know, we, our economy is backed up by the might of the United States, the military. Yeah. Well, that's great. But you know what? If if that's all you got is a digital asset, a, a digital number that somebody can wipe out, you see it in movies all the time. Well, they, and, but couldn't they do it with your savings account? Couldn't, couldn't yeah, if they look um, in your savings accounts, let's say you have $25,000 in your savings account and, and the government doesn't like you anymore, they could freeze it. Your assets are frozen. That means that that twenty five grand that you have there, that's your money, that shouldn't be touched, that you put in good faith there to keep safe, it's now something well, that you can't touch. You know, there, there are people throughout... The, through my life that I've always known that were, had money and they had money in the bank, but they also had money at home, things that were tangible things that in an emergency they could sell. Yeah. Or, well, I, and they, I think that's a good suggestion. I think people should do that now. They should have a certain amount of money in a secure location outside of a bank. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to say where you put it or, or where, no. you know, some people have safes in their house. I don't know whether that's the safest thing in the world, to be honest with you. No, but if you have something that you can barter uh, with or, or sell to, to get yourself a barter currency, I guess is what I'm saying. It's a barter currency, or you have a particular skill or you know, what, you know, something that you can make that you have yeah. that people need, because that's what... You know the that, 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 that that's what every the commerce is made out of. You know, people uh, wonder, I have it, you need it. People may be wondering why we're talking about money right now and taxes and all this other stuff. It's because I believe we're headed towards uh, uncharted waters right now. We're headed towards an area that this country probably never has been to. We've had a civil war, but we didn't have a civil war with the the technology that we have now. It was a very unsophisticated, uh, very low-tech civil war. And with that, it was still the deadliest, the bloodiest battle uh, that we've ever had in our history. We lost more people in the American Civil War, 650,000 people, uh, than we did in all of the other wars combined. So yeah. think about how—I if we. And then I hear people saying right now very casually, well, we're headed towards a civil war. Please, dear God— Pray, uh, hope that doesn't happen because technology is such that uh, it will be devastating. It will be devastating. Well, yeah, you know, you should have, you look, you can have natural disasters. So you should have a pantry that has, you know, dried goods packaged that are protected, canned goods and things like that and water, things that you can survive for a certain amount of time. You're going to need you know, medical stuff, just you get a cut, infection, something like that. You're going to need something you can barter with just in case. You know, you have nothing else. You need communication. You need 
you know, maybe some kind of portable uh, source of heat and power. Little things that you could have in your possession now should, let's face it, everything is on the computer grid right now and on the Internet. Everything. Think, you think you gotta down. be you gotta be aware of this though. If you have all this stuff that you want to barter, there's always gonna well, be somebody out there that's it. gonna They'll come out. It. That's exactly right. They're gonna come out and try to take it from you. You have to be prepared to defend yourself. You gotta be, yeah. And defend well, your family. Yeah, you gotta be able to secure it and protect it. And you know, that's that's the one thing you give me getting back to our podcast and the government. You know, I, I see all this violence that's popping up. They've been now Joe Biden has been circum, circumnavigating the Second Amendment by just going, you know what, let's accuse these guys of a crime. Like some of these people, they say, well, they could legally buy a gun, but they had mental issues. Well, that's a key thing there, because who sold them the gun when they had the mental issue? It doesn't matter that they didn't know, because all they have to do now is, you know, the... FBI walks in and goes, you sold this retard, you know, uh, a gun, and they went and shot things up. We got to take your gun license. That's a gun shop that goes down. You can't buy ammunition. You can't buy, you know, trade your your 9 millimeter in for uh, whatever, you know, a shotgun. You can't do it anymore because they're gone. And there's been hundreds of shops closed down in the past year. And mainly, I mean, there wasn't even 100 shops closed down over the history of this country until Biden got in. You know, you, you're going to see armed guards working at uh, your average retail stores pretty soon. You, not, you know, we, we've seen like the, the Walmart greeter. Hi there, sir. I'm a retiree and I'm sitting here welcoming you to Walmart. No, no, no. One of these, with all of this nonsense going on, pretty soon you're going to see guys with uh, AR-15s and mm -hmm. looking like uh, uh, SWAT members standing yeah. at the door to let you know that this business is protected. Uh, that's the only way. I just read that uh, out in San Francisco, because of all of those uh, robberies, that you know, 30 people go in there and steal stuff right in front of everybody and then walk out with half the store. Nordstrom's, which has been in San Francisco for maybe, I don't know, 70 years, uh, they're closing. They're going to move. They're done. You know, this is what's happening in, because of these flash mobs that, that go into, and, and, you know, it's amazing. People say, the Democrats will say, well, these are just poor people and they've been down for so long and they, they just need stuff. No, no. If you go outside, they're driving, they're driving off in BMWs for Pete's yeah. sakes. You now, know, you know, go, go after the flash mobs. Don't go after the citizen that wants to protect themselves. But, you know, they're going, they're using this story and they're using the narrative. And I tend to say there's more of these stories out there than, than there should be. The people just didn't wake up one morning and sat there and said, I'm going to go out and blow somebody away. And I'm going to sit there. I'm going to do it in a racist way. You know, there is racism, but it's not what it was. 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And speaking of racist, Joe Biden is a bona fide racist. Well, let me talk about uh, Joe Biden. First of all, Joe Biden will tell you, like he's told everybody so many times, is that uh, he's not a racist. Listen. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. And we changed attitudes. He lied to voters, according to the New York Times, uh, quoting aides of, of Biden's, about having marched in the civil rights movement. I got involved in the civil rights movement. I got involved in desegregated movie theaters. They organized voter registration drives. From the time I got involved as a high school kid in the civil rights movement. But I was a kid involved in the civil rights movement, desegregating restaurants and movie theaters in my state. From the time I got involved as a kid in the civil rights movement, sit-ins and desegregating restaurants. And I got involved the civil rights movement uh, just as a kid and that's why I got so deeply involved in my community with the civil rights movement when I sat in black churches in the east side of Wilmington getting ready to and by the way next to Jewish two Jewish rabbis uh, getting ready to go out and desegregate movie theaters in Delaware I come out of the civil rights I start off in the black churches and we'd go from there to desegregate movie theaters for real I got involved in the civil rights movement from the time I've been 18 years old I've been involved in 
causes from the civil rights movement. Got involved in the civil rights movement and desegregating restaurants, that kind of thing. Coming out of the civil rights movement and being involved in the Jewish community as a kid in the civil rights movement. I got involved in the civil rights movement. Get ready to go out and desegregate restaurants and movies. That's what got me involved in civil rights as a kid. I got very engaged. In my case, the civil rights movement. Quote, more than once, advisors had gently reminded Mr. Biden of the problem with this formulation. He had not actually marched during the civil rights movement. And more than once, Mr. Biden assured them that he understood and kept telling the story anyway. That is really, really weird. That's uh, that's your president, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. He is a lying chameleon, a lying chameleon. You know, he sits there. I marched in the civil rights movement. Okay, Joe, I challenge you right now. I challenge you right now. Show me proof. I want a picture. I want pictures. You you mentioned it over a hundred times that you have. You got to have at least three, four, five pictures. I got another Show me cut. At least one. I, got, I got another cut, and I'm not going to play it because it's well, maybe maybe I can play it, but uh, well, but wait, it's well. it's Joe Biden. Talking about with great pride about how he he believed in uh, putting uh, minority criminals in jail for for, yeah. for and throwing away the key. Well, his hey, best friend was the member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, he, I'm sure he Robert Byrd. Yeah, yeah, and he marched in civil rights. He's he's a great advocate of of the black family. You know, I think he deserves every black vote there is. Because and what did he say on Friday? Listen to this. Yeah. Now, well, then I, that makes him the greatest threat to the homeland security. I got to tell you, <clears throat> I hear him talk there and I hear him talk other places, and I think it's not even the same guy. It's not, he doesn't even have the same timbre to his voice. You know, you know uh, but he, what he said there, in case you couldn't make it out, was the greatest threat to our society is white supremacy. White supremacy, not illegals coming across with fentanyl. And killing our kids? No, no, no. It's white supremacy. Where? Where, Joe? Where well, is this white supremacy you're talking about? Well, Jim, I hate to tell you. You know, this country is flooded with illegal aliens. They're all Native American white people. You know, they're, they're, All the Native white people that are here are, in his mind, illegal aliens. We're the people that shouldn't be here. Well, he wants he wants to replace everybody. He is, but he's a racist. He is a racist. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Bill, and, when he when he wants to, and prove he isn't. Prove he, he isn't. When he wants to get your attention away from things that are going after him, he says stuff like that. The greatest threat is white supremacy. White supremacy. I I hear that and I think, what the heck are you talking about? White supremacy. I mean, this is not 1955 Selma. This is 2023. This is this is a whole different world we're living in now, Joe. Although you have lived during those times, by the way, you never marched with anybody anywhere. You never marched mm. for you. Like Bill said, your your best friend, one of your best friends, was uh, Robert Byrd, who was senator from West Virginia. Who, by the way. Introduced the Ku Klux Klan to West Virginia. They didn't have a Klan in West Virginia until Byrd brought it there. Now, when Byrd died, did Joe do anything special? I think him? he did a eulogy. Yes. Yes, I think yeah. he did. Yeah. And you wouldn't do that for somebody that you, you know, didn't have deep, you know, deep personal respect, yeah. respect and beliefs have, have the same beliefs. Yeah. So he is a racist. And you know what? I, I don't want to, you know, I don't like to point out color or anything like that. You know, obviously we were made, we're all made different in God's green world. You know, we're all creatures of beauty, but we're all different, you know, but someone, a piece of trash, a piece hey, of garbage like you, Joe Biden. Would you want one color of anything? No, of course you wouldn't. Okay, if there was only one flavor of ice cream. Absolutely. If you had just vanilla, 
You get pretty sick of ice cream. (laughs) Exactly. You You, want flavors. That's what makes the world interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, come on. Let's let, and, you know, uh, we can all, we can all respect one another and get along. Are there differences in cultures? Hell yeah. But so what? You know, that's the biggest threat, in my opinion, in our society right now is communism. Is communism. And he is helping it along. And he's doing a color that we don't need to see. He's doing it for his own personal benefit. He's doing it. This is a guy who has compromised everything he supposedly believed in. You say, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? Well, if you looked at Joe Biden back in the uh, 80s, he was uh, pretty conservative for a Democrat. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he talked about he, you know a lot of things that he believed in supposedly uh, were conservative messages. He just flipped them around. He was pro-life at one time. He was pro-life. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, if someone said, you know, Joe, you get further politically if you're pro-choice. Okay, no problem. You know, that's what we really do need to do. Make a campaign commercial of everything that he was and supposedly is not now and let people hear it in his own voice. And then you tell me this guy is fit to be, but then the poison pill is Kamala. Yesterday, Greg Kelly on this program made an announcement. He didn't say what it was specifically. He said between now and Halloween, he says he has it on good authority, good authority. He can't say who it is. I mean, I love these. There's a lot of this going on. But, oh, Greg, it's a tease. but, yeah. but Greg Kelly is a pretty honorable guy. He was a lieutenant colonel in the Marines. He flew mm. jets in the Marines. He's a, he's, you know, he may look like a, a kind of a slap happy TV personality, but he is right. a guy with rock solid convictions. And he said, though, that his contact, his source, who we can't name says that between now and, and Halloween, there's going to be an item dumped on Joe Biden's head that is going to destroy his uh, chances to be president and his administration. So he, he was implying that uh, President Biden will be stepping aside. You know, President Trump has said as recently as last week that uh, he didn't believe that Biden had the stamina the wherewithal to make it to the 2024 election. So there may be some truth here. All right, let's say something is dropped on Joe Biden that makes him step down. Well, if there's something to do with the things that we're talking about now that he's really a for, he's acted as a foreign agent, treason, he's going to have to step down. But if there's something that we also know that he is behind election interference that's going on now. Right. All right. Well, if he did it now, did he do it back in the previous election? Well, you know what my feeling is. You know what I think. I think I think this I think there was massive interference and who benefited from it. Well, yeah, if you prove it's going on now, then it had to happen before. Does that not mean that we have to suspend the administration that's in and have the military step in and take over the government until we can sort out the crooks. If and then, if we have the country that we tell the world I, we have, I if, don't think we do. But if I, we I, but if we do, then the military has to stop it. The military has to come in. They have to do. They're like the referee. They have okay. to come in. They have to sort everything out and because they have the facts and then they've got to uh, put things back into order. They, they, they're not coming in to replace government. They're coming in to stabilize it. Right. But the media will have a different thing. And evil is a no, one of the things I think they would do in my opinion, if the military stepped in the media, the media is part of the crime. Right. But I'm saying that evil is a deep treacherous river. And so, you know, I look at all the commanders that are in the Navy that we see, and I'm sure it's going on in the Air Force, in the Army too, but we hear about the Navy taking away his command of that destroyer because lack of confidence, lack of confidence. What is the lack of confidence? Are they being asked to do something they say they won't do now? It could be that, okay, we've got a coup going on and we've got to promote our communist 
Marxist yeah. socialistic government. I can't do that, sir. Well, you know, then they would take him out. Lack of confidence. Or is it, okay, um, you know, we need you to, you know, do they this. They wouldn't be quite as upfront, by the way, about that. They wouldn't say to the guy, we have a coup underway. Or we're, no, but, no. It, but it would be a subtle by his. Yeah. You know, they might go by his actions and going, this guy is not on our page. Let's right. get rid of him. That's exactly right. Yeah. And see, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. there is a corrupt force in the military, and they're taking these people out because they might do the right thing. My God, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do the right thing. You know, well, no, because, I mean, look at the FBI. They've done the wrong thing all along, and they've got a history. And I would submit that they have to, if they're going to do this, they've got to do this soon. Because right now, uh, the bad actors in, in this uh, play, being mm -hmm. this Chutkin, and these people are having their way. They're, they're doing their damage now. And in order for it, our country to stabilize and become a just country again, I believe the military has got to come forward and stop this. Now they're not, mm. and I'm not asking for. It is not a coup. I'm not asking for a revolution. They would, like I said, they are the in in the our system. They would be the umpire. They would look at the thieves, the bums, the guys who've done all the bad things, and they would, they would, yeah, they'd arrest them. You know, um, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I, no, I was just going to say, but we've got a lot of players that have been appointed that are in positions of power, and either they don't know the law or they don't respect the law. One of the two, they don't know it or they don't respect it because they don't uphold the law that is true. It's just like the media. You know, they know what they might know what journalism is, but they don't respect honest journalism. And, you know, that's why you've got this blue, woke news thing that's going on and they're a pep rally. They're a cheer squad for the left. And yeah, Democrats can get away with things that a conservative can't. You know, they, I mean, have you, have you seen one positive thing that's allowed to be posted about Trump since the, uh, you know, since he Not went really. to the mugshot? I, I saw, I saw a, a negative memes. An MSNBC news contributor say, and, and and it made me cringe, but it was it was honest. The guy mm -hmm. said, "Well, you know, if if all of this stuff doesn't lead to stopping Trump from running in 2024, then all of this stuff means nothing." He was blatantly honest about what he wanted from all of these uh, court decisions and court uh, charges. He wanted Trump removed completely from the election playing field period and mm -hmm. and and that is i think the ultimate goal of the entire left they yeah. don't want him they don't want him bruised they want him destroyed you know and they you know and there's a last ditch effort and you know we can say it on a podcast you can say it on the radio you can say it on national tv if all else fails kill trump that's what they're that's what their plan is it's well, obvious. You heard Tucker say it. You heard Tucker came out and you asked him twice directly. Say that about Biden. Say that about Biden. FBI no, 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 no. But don't even, don't even. I'm not suggesting. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you can say about Trump or Republican things that you cannot say oh, about sure. the chosen. Hey, listen, they, they have, the FBI has killed um, a guy in Utah, a guy in Albuquerque. There's one other who they don't tell you where it happened, but that was actually before the Utah guy. And then supposedly this past weekend, somebody in Tennessee, a guy who they say was a veteran and was having issues with post-traumatic stress, but he was basically harmless. And they ended up bashing his door down and killing him. And when his mother said, why did you do this? The FBI said, none of your business. None of your mm -hmm. business. He, you know, that was their answer. They're doing a lot of this, and it's it's happening all over the country. And you wonder, what is going on? What is going mm -hmm. Why couldn't they have taken all of these people 
Not with a gun. Why couldn't they have taken him with tasers? Couldn't they have thrown flashbangs in there, gone in there with, ta with tasers and knocked these people down? They didn't have weapons. But they didn't do it. They went in there and they no. just shot him dead. You because know. you know what? Dead men don't talk back. They That's can't true. tell their story. So now the only person that you can you can talk to about what went on is the person that killed the guy. That's true. Uh, I was defending myself. Well, what, and, uh, yeah, you're right. What they're saying now is, uh, <laughs> what they're saying is, we're going to do a serious investigation at, into what we did and let you know what will happen to us. Think about that for a second. They are going to judge themselves and then render a verdict. Well, tell me they won't come. They're going to come back and say the action was justified. It was a justified uh, situation because lives were in danger. Yeah. You know. It, it is absurd what they're doing, and I can't believe that we're allowing this in our what was once free America. I mean, let me ask you a question. On a percentage scale of zero to 100, how, 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 how free was America 25 years ago? I think 25 years ago, we had more corruption happening in the background. We just didn't know about it because we didn't right, have... Oh, 100 years ago. Okay, 100 years ago? How free were we? Yeah. Well, you know, you know you're asking maybe the wrong guy. I mean, I, I look back the now... History, and, yeah. I look back now in history, and I think, I think we thought we were a lot freer, but I don't think we were. Well, I mean, probably... There were, there were things that were happening in the background that we didn't know about, but we were, were dumb and stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, look, freedom and democracy was going to happen. So they had to let it happen, and then they had to sit there and find a way to infiltrate it over the years, and they've done that. So let's just say that when America was founded, we were 95% free, maybe 5% bad. Might be different. 100 years ago... I don't know, what, 20%? 20%, 20 bad? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, 20 years ago, uh, we had uh, um, we had corruption. We had George Herbert Walker Bush uh, as our president who promised us no new taxes and then figured, oh, what the hell, and he taxed us. Uh, a lot of people were—we didn't have all of the information we have now. I mean, I can access anything, anytime, right. anywhere on my cell phone. So, so how, can how you. free are we now? How free well, are we now? Well, this is the see. The problem is, it's hard for the the bad guys to hide all their stuff. Now, you know, what I mean, right now, people are starting to get smart. They can see around corners that they couldn't see around before. Um, right. But I do think that um, we were founded on a wonderful idea. I think that the Constitution was probably one of the most perfect documents ever created. You oh, I know? agree. And I, and I do believe that uh, it, that backbone has been manipulated by men all throughout the course of our history, good men like Abraham Lincoln. I mean, Abraham Lincoln spent four and a half years of his life worrying about uh, the American Civil War. And, you know, he I don't know that you're aware of this or not. He was like one of the first... Uh, technology presidents. He used to go across to the telegraph office, which I believe was in the treasury building. I could be wrong, but he used to go across to the uh, telegraph office when battles were happening. He would spend his right. whole day, his entire day in that telegraph room, getting the latest messages from the signal corps. What's happening on the battlefield. He'd get progress note, uh, uh, notices about, uh, for example, Gettysburg. He he mm -hmm. followed Gettysburg from the telegraph office. Uh, you know, the first day was bad. Oh, it, we, it was kind of gloomy around the telegraph office. The second day, little round top. It was a, a good day. The third day, Pickett's charge, a victory. Uh, you know, after Lincoln, we had Johnson, his sec his uh, vice president. He was a corrupt guy. The guy was mm -hmm. the guy was a drunk, you know. And and, and he he was uh, he didn't have the convictions and the honesty that Lincoln had. 
you know. And then we had we had Ulysses Grant as president. He was an honest guy, and he tried his best. Uh, he I think he was a, a good president. But then in 1878, you'll hear the story about how we changed to a corporation. We, you know, we, yeah. we, we incorporated our country. And things started to change. Things started to change. People were, were looked at differently. The Constitution was looked at differently by politicians. You know, we're being lied to right right now. I, 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 before I forget, and you know how I am with mm-hmm. ideas. When they come in, i got to grab them or I lose them. Right now, we have a situation where Biden should be impeached. I mean, they've got, oh, yeah. they've got the information. You know, and I said this on the program last week. We don't need a hearing. We don't need impeachment hearings on this. We need to have them go in and vote on impeachment like the first day they're back in office. Well, well, President Trump came out yesterday and said, when I was impeached, they didn't have any hearings. They just voted. They just yeah. voted. So we, I heard this McCarthy over the weekend and he was Casper Milk Toast. Enough. We want action. Enough. We take a vote. If it doesn't go your way, work in it, massage it, and do it again. <laughs> I mean, this guy deserves to be impeached. How much more evidence do you need? You know he stole millions of dollars from our enemies. Right. Anyway. Uh, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I was looking for a headline here where they— they talk about it, and they're basically going, well, you know, we I guess maybe we need to do this. You need to quit talking about it and just do it, you know, because the clock is running out, and it may be too late. It may be too yeah. late. Hey, and I think the Democrats are counting. Now they probably say, yeah, go ahead, impeach Joe. Go ahead and do it. Do us a favor. We'll put Kamala in. You can impeach Joe. And then we'll sit there and still steal the election. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll run Michelle. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll run this or we'll do that. You know, they've got it. They've got three plays ahead of us. You, you know, because this is a game. Um, I, it's interesting. We have a, a situation now where, you know, Hunter Biden still lives. He has a room in the White House. He still lives there with his father. He's mm-hmm. a guy who's like 52 years old and he's still living with dad in the White House. But he also bought a, uh, he moved from his 20 some thousand dollar a month house in Beverly Hills to a smaller home, just uh, 16 to $17,000 uh, a month in Malibu. But by moving to Malibu, they the government had to secure a house for the Secret Service to work out of and live in when they were protecting this guy, I'll, I'll be kind, and mm-hmm. and they ended up going to a house that's costing the Secret Service $16,000 a month. And uh, here's what Steve Ducey said to Corinne Jean-Pierre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something else. The Secret Service is paying $16,000 a month now to stage near Hunter Biden in Malibu. Who's paying for that? That's a question for the Secret Service. Okay. That's a question for the Secret Service. Corrine, it is not a question for the Secret Service. It was a question for you. Answer the damn question. Absolutely. For Pete's it's your sake. job. Do it. You know, it, it, she she passes the buck. She doesn't want to answer. It's a question for the secrets. No, it's a question for the executive uh, branch of the government. You. But here's, but here's the media take on it. She put Ducey in his place. <laughs> yeah, well, that's We're not how I see it. We're getting away with something again. <laughs> if, yeah. I'm a lefty Democrat. <laughs> you know, and, but you know that's how George Bush. Uh, George W. Bush, he laughed that way, too. <laughs> well, they, there wasn't much of a difference. We find out as the years have progressed that, uh, you know, Bush Sr. and Jr. had more in common with uh, the left than they did with us. They just played the game differently. You know, they yeah. pretended to be on our side. I mean, they went to war as fast as any Democrat I've seen. Both of them wanted mm-hmm. to fight in, in Iraq and in, in Iran. They wanted to to go after the Middle East and cause trouble and kill things, you know, kill people. And, and they did. Um, we weren't being told the truth. And now we have a guy who, in my humble opinion, whether you like him or not, he is honest. 
he's an honest guy. He doesn't need you or my money. All right. Let's see. He brags about himself. Does Joe Biden brag about oh, himself? Oh, all the time. All Does the time. Does Kamala brag about herself? Constantly. Does Hillary brag about herself? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So scratch that one off the list. What else? Okay. Yeah. Trump is a, a womanizer. Hasn't been proven that way, but because he's got money and you got lefty judges, his pocketbook's been attacked. Is Joe a womanizer? Joe is a pervert, in uh, my yeah. opinion. He's a kidnizer. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you touchy he, one here, Hillary. Well, you know, I mean, there was there's the a lot of stories of, about Hillary. We don't have to get into that right now, but no, you know what we're we talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ashtray incident. The whole how, is, and how is Uma Amadine? You know, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, you know what the left accuses the right of. They never accuse anybody of anything unless they're guilty of it, of it themselves. And they're trying to draw attention away from their bad. Yeah. They tell and they telegraph everything they're going to do. That's why I say Trump is probably going to be locked up this week or this weekend, not because of anything he's done legitimately, but because they've set the stage for it to happen. I don't know whether they can do it. I, as you were saying that, I thought, wait a second. I'll tell you why I don't think they can do it. Because, because he has security issues that have to be addressed as a president or a former president. The I don't the, think they care about The it. Secret Service may say, uh, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You cannot just put him summarily into a jail cell and leave him unsecured because he is in our he's in our protection bubble and we're not going to let him we're not going to release him from that bubble well yeah you put him in you put him in jail put him in prison and you put security in there you know who's more at risk in that prison cell security but but the point is they will literally let's say hypothetically Fulton County says we're going to we're going to clear up let's say this this chukin down in DC decides to uh, put him in the same the same jail that the January 6th prisoners are in now for no good reason. Well, okay? I think it's going to happen. I think but let's say, do it. I... But let's say she does that. As president, as a president, a former president, they're going to have to clean out a whole ward of, of prisoners because he can't be surrounded by other prisoners. Well, you say that, and I agree with you, but I'm just saying that the left is going to do what they're going to do. And I think a lot of this gun violence stuff that's going on, oh, you can't stage that, Bill. Well, you know, you can. And you keep bringing up these people are, are um, you know, they've all been seeing things about mental health. I'd like to see the list of drugs that their psychiatrist put them on. Let's take, for instance, somebody that's a little bit unstable. You know, let's say that they they have a, uh, they, they, they lean a certain way in whatever it is that they're being treated for. You might give them something like Latuda. Latuda has been proven like, oh, you know what? You're a chronic alcoholic, but you've quit drinking. Ah, you're going to go back on the bench. You're a compulsive gambler, but you've stopped. Ah, you're going to do it again. You're a sex offender. Ah, you're going to do it again. You towed a gun. Ah, <laughs> well, you're going to be compelled to do it again. That's what that drug does. And I'm sitting there going, "There's, they don't care. They I, want I, to sit there. I, I don't know anything about Latuda, but uh, and but well, what I'm saying is this gun violence and everything going on. They want to sit there and put the country at the brink. They want to throw it into civil. Didn't they war. used to advertise it on television? Yeah, you don't. It's, it's a bad drug, but um, the the point is they want to throw the country into civil war, and. Uh, they're going to use any ways or means that they can to sit there and incorporate gun violence and the crazy whacked out right. And that's kind of what I'm seeing here because well, it just seems why, we, why all of a sudden in one week? We could go on and on, but we've gone way over already. So uh, if you want to reach us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Okay, because we're running late. We're running late here. 
So uh, if you're done singing, <laughs> uh, how about a little close to take us out of here? Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli prime minister are making an appearance at the convention center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington is a page turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike of the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>